0: Welcome to our third episode of Trolley Watch, the new idea podcast dedicated to all things supermarket and shopping. My name is Amy Sinclair and I am joined by the always gorgeous, always splendorous Barbara Northwood, our wonderful food director. Hi, Barb. Hi, Amy. Welcome back. Thank you. Can't believe I've managed to wrangle you back.
1: <laughs> this we're, is so much fun.
0: It is fun. Of course, we're here talking about all things supermarket shopping and food, and today I am going to go straight into segment one, and this one's a corker, cool, huh? isn't it, Barb? It really is. We spent yesterday in the test kitchen, and we tasted all sorts of chicken nuggets. Yeah. This, of course, is Best in Aisle, where we look at the the same products of one different variety, and we tell you which we think is the best across all the supermarkets. So we got four different types of chicken nuggets from the major supermarkets. Yeah. We got good old Rebecca to whip them up for us. It was like being at a kid's party, wasn't it, Barb? <laughs> it was. We had both. <laughs> chicken nuggets, <laughs> <everywhere>. tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We went through um, four varieties. I'm just going to go through them, Barb, and you're going to tell us exactly what you thought. Okay. I, of course, tasted them as well, but I have no idea. I am I am not a Barbara Northwood. I don't have the experience. You am your fingers, girl. I am a, it's true, but, uh, Dennis, I'm not going to lie to you, I am. First up, we had the Audi Frozen Farmwood Chicken
1: Breast Nuggets with Tempura coating. Yep. Barb, what did you think? Um, I thought the coating was perhaps a little bit firm, a little bit yep. chewy but I really liked the chicken. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, really good. They
0: were were a good chicken nugget, weren't they? What makes a
1: good chicken nugget in your eyes, Barb? Um, A real meaty piece of chicken that you can sink your teeth into, that it feels or tastes like a chicken breast, You unlike manufactured meat or meat or compose. I was going to say, you don't want to bite into it and not quite know what you've got in your (laughs) hands, do
0: you? I once saw Jamie Oliver talk Mm. through exactly what into a chicken nugget. Mm. No one needs to see that in their life. Next up, we had uh, the Coles brand. Chicken nuggets. These were just the plain frozen chicken breast nuggets, Aussie chicken, $3.60 a box. Talk us through us Barb. What did yeah. you think?
1: I thought they were too pale in colour compared to the others. They were anemic looking yeah. and they didn't have a good flavour. They tasted a bit jellied. Let's that's, that's break it down. down. They were a bit gross, they, were, they were, Barb. Yeah, they just weren't very chickeny. They weren't all. chickeny no.
0: and they were also like – when you looked at them, they were really quite pale. Yes, like yes. Even, and Rebecca and them... said that she kept them in the oven for a, yeah. a bit longer just yeah. to try and bring them up a bit, but no. No, they weren't good, no. And they were kind of your real old-school nuggets, weren't they? Yes. Like you kind of – What, what you, you don't want your children to eat. <laughs> Eating. Next up we had the Woolworths frozen chicken breast tempura nuggets. Now these are $3.59 and they're in the frozen section
1: and the Woolworths brand, Barb – I love them. They, they were, were good, really tasty, they? Uh, really lovely pieces of chicken with lots of flavor. I just honestly tasted like you were eating chicken. We were both and the chicken had more flavor, sort of than the coating. It's not like you were eating the coating. They were
0: really crispy, and yeah, you could actually see the chicken kind yes. of shredded when you went yeah. into it. And we were both saying, "Yeah, they were good, they were good nuggets, yeah, Dennis." I'm not going to lie good. to you, you really could. And we were saying that you'd even eat them as an adult. Yes, like you could totally. Bob, I'm going to let you take this away and give us some easy recipe <laughs> ideas off the cuff. Chicken nugget pizza. Yes. I saw a chicken nugget burger before. That's just not good. We don't need to go down those roads. Anyway, but they were a good nugget. They were a really Barb. good nugget. Really good nugget. <laughs> Steggles. Now, this is a big brand. Yeah. Very popular in store. 400 gram box of the chicken breast nuggets crumbed for five bucks. Barb, what did you think?
1: I thought they were a little bit oily for me. The yeah. coating. Whatever they sprayed them with, gorgeous color, but they just had they a really good, oily, yeah, really oily taste to them. Barb's being quite kind, but they
0: were a bit. There was a bit um, of a weird taste. that, yeah. yeah, there was a weird taste, wasn't there? I
1: think it was the oil coating, though. What did yeah, they sprayed them with? Right. It Might be some sort of canola oil or whatever, so that they look good. They looked but, good. They yeah. looked really, really but
0: crunchy, and they had a big, thick coating on them, and they looked nice. But and that
1: was the most expensive. It really box was. We, tried. we
0: were surprised, that, weren't yeah.
1: we? But we certainly love those woolies.
0: There's no surprise here, Barb. Who wins? Got to
1: be Woolies.
0: Woolies, Woolies brand. Yep.
1: You've frozen, frozen chicken it out. breast tenders with tempura. Get Delicious. a box today, guys.
0: Yum. <laughs> Barb, we are going straight into segment two, Cooking Myths Busted. This is where Barb is going to debunk popular cooking myths that you probably didn't realise. There are a lot of cooking myths aren't there, and old wives' tales, aren't there, Barb? Yeah, there really are. My mum's a good one for that. She's <laughs> always throwing up, oh, well, you can't do that, Amy. What are you thinking with that? My mum said to me the other day, where do you keep your medium bamboo steamers, Amy? And I'm like, medium? Any bamboo steamer? Calm down, die. Calm down.
1: Myth number one, Barb. Alcohol burns off when you cook it. True or false? Um, no, that's not true. Actually,
0: really, because that's the, what's what everyone says. You add a bit of your wine yes, into what that you cook way it. That was what we thinking.
1: Yep. Yeah, but heat reduces alcohol's potency, uh, but the alcohol doesn't evaporate or completely cook away. So it diminishes when you heat it long enough. But that takes up to three hours. So if you're doing a slow cooker dish, Ooh. three to seven hours, and there's still some alcohol in it. So if you really were avoiding alcohol. Don't go there. Don't so go there. So, when any of uh, these dishes would be like dishes? My quick spaghetti bolognese for the kids with a little bit of wine.
0: No, no. Well, in fact, it getting them drunk. Them. But, no, you, they wouldn't get drunk. <laughs> <I'm kidding.
1: laughs> but it's interesting. It does remain. I didn't know that.
0: There you go. Myth number two: Cooking removes nutrients from vegetables. Isn't that a big one? That if you, if you boil up your veggies, you remember the raw diet, yes, don't indeed. you, Barb? I've been on. I, you you be on show me a diet. diet that I haven't been on, and I'll show you a million dollars.
1: You cook up your vegetables; doesn't remove the nutrients, Bob. Look, most vitamins are not really affected by heat—really boiling or steaming. In fact, cooking vegetables actually makes some of them easier to digest, and even slow cooking onions is actually significantly um, and contains their nutritional value. So really this, that is a bit of a myth that all these are just being wasted or, or you know got rid of. Um, boiling water soluble vitamins so in the vitamin C and B group found in broccoli and Brussels sprouts, it does remove some vitamins but look most of the nutrients remain. plus you've got the minerals and all that fiber. So really the best thing is to cook them in a small amount of water and if you've got a microwave, microwaving is a really good way to quickly cook them without just sort of leaching it out for hours and hours and hours. But then if you're thinking about it and you make a soup and you've got those yes. vegetables for an hour in soup, you're puring all the water, so you're still getting, your, you know, vitamins and minerals. It's all so there, isn't it, It's Barb? all there. It's all there, mm, yep. Another Miss busted. Another one.
0: Myth number three, and this is a big one, Barb, rinsing your pasta
1: stops the cooking process. True or not? Well, pasta doesn't continue cooking after it's been boiled. There's not much carryover cooking Because that's that at what all.
0: people say. You you run it under your cold water to, to stop it going too gluggy. Am I right? That's what people they say. They used to say
1: that, yeah, which is fine if you're going to make a pasta salad because we do that as well. Yeah, it under the water, but normally if you rinsing it and you're wanting that sauce over the top, you're depleting all the starch out of the pasta, and that's what helps the the sauce cling to the pasta. Ah. So really, don't don't rinse it, not necessary at all.
0: Barb, you are the expert. The you know everything in the kitchen, and you've done it again. Thank you for those tips. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Barb, now it's time for our next segment, and this is one of my favourites because it reminds us that. Even though you are a cooking extraordinaire, we are all human and we all make big mistakes. Indeed we do. It's the time I tried to make kitchen disasters.
1: Barb, (laughs) talk us through. Tell us one of your your corkers where it all went terribly wrong for you. Yes, indeed I can. Swedish meatballs. Now I was making these for a friend's New Year's Eve party. He wanted all the food to be Swedish and, of course, I volunteered to make it. Was it an Ikea party? (laughs) <laughs> no, he was Scottish and he just loved all the, the Danish and his heritage and uh, okay. Vikings, All right, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm So okay. I'm Get thinking there, yeah. this is
1: terrific. I, I bought a Time Life book. This was back in the day. <laughs> I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> so it was a very genuine recipe. Yeah. And, of course, you had to soak bread in milk. Yeah. And then you mix them through the mince with all the herbs and bits and pieces and it makes them incredibly soft and moist. Yes, Great. They look good. Till I started to fry them off. So I'm browning them in the pan. Well, they all stuck. And the more I tried to turn them, they seriously fell apart. I had a whole frying pan full of mince, not balls.
0: Mince with
1: milky <laughs> bread. <laughs> well, they just all – and the bits were burning. The onion was burning. Why they was were, it
0: a disaster? Why were they – They were v- too
1: wet. Uh, they were far too wet. I probably didn't wring enough, you know, milk out. milk out of the bread. I probably should have put in two eggs. And I think it was a very poor recipe.
0: <laughs> my mother-in-law is Greek and she makes amazing meatballs. And one day I said, sit me down, teach me how to do it. And she does. She puts her bread in water. Yes. But she said, you've got to really wring out the yeah, – Squeeze the bread. Yeah. Squeeze the bread. Squeeze
1: the bread. But they are delicious. Yeah. I think I needed that recipe, Amy. <laughs> go to IKEA.
0: I'm going to tell you my uh, – yeah, just go to Ikea, Barb. <laughs> just go to Ikea and buy a, a pack for $1.99. None of this making your, your own business. <laughs> My, uh, my cooking disaster is courtesy of my husband. Now, I could literally, you know, we could have a whole co- podcast full of Jimmy's cooking disasters. Poor old Jimmy. He does try. At least he does try, yeah. You know, it always gets him unstuck. I, I can talk. I, honestly, I've talked before about his attempts to make nachos where he threw some raw, raw mince on some corn chips and whacked it really? in the oven. Really? Oh, it was all um All the water came out. Yeah. <laughs> all the water. It's just like a pool. It's like nachos soup. No. But there was, there's, there's another couple of times where he's been really caught out by, you know when you get your, your roast chicken, yep. you get a whole chicken or your, your mince and it's mm. got the sachet underneath oh, that yes. catches the, the, the excess fluid or the yes. moisture? Chipy didn't know the first time he used the mince that you discard <gasps> that. So no. he whipped up some uh, uh, spaghetti bolognese and put – the whole lot in
1: yeah just sort of poured it in just
0: put it in with that. the mints, and he browned oh. off it and it's got the sachet in there and he cooked no. it up he goes to serve it up and i'm like what's that in there he's what do you mean i said that thing and he goes oh that's the thing from the mince i was like oh,
1: oh no that's nasty
0: it. you made to throw it out didn't you uh i know i didn't need <laughs> it my husband never throws out anything he's an alley cat <laughs> He literally would never throw out anything. He eats whatever is available. Oh my heavens. You know he yep. does his salad where he gets everything that's right at the end of it. He just chops it up finely enough. Yep. Eats it away. Puts enough oil and salt but on it. But it. probably
1: tastes great, does it? Yeah, it's all right. I should. He
0: did it with Love chicken creek, as though. well. He put a whole chuck in the oven to roast, and he kept the the sachet underneath. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Oh, poor Jimmy. <laughs> he's never he's allowed in the kitchen very often now. <laughs> Makes a good salad though. I'll oh, give him that I much. bet. <laughs> that is the time I tried to make the moment we all know we're human. Yeah, indeed. If you have stories of cooking disasters, we would love to hear them. Hit up our New Idea Food Facebook page where we will keep the conversation going there. I want to hear them all and husband stories. I'm a big one for that. Barb, we are back in the kitchen, and we are talking freezer facts. This is your favourite topic. It really is. It really is. You're a passionate <laughs> freezer. I'm going to go girl. to Channel Seven and say, "Can we do a show, <laughs> Barb's Freezer
1: Facts?" But even if you froze something and it doesn't doesn't work out, throw it out then. No one. I can't not... throw things out, Amy. That's all. I'm just. I'm just a you, bit you can't, of hoarder. Can
0: you? <laughs> Love it. All right, but I'm going to give you 10 more things you need to tell me okay. whether we can freeze them yes, or not. Please. All
1: right? Yep. One, eggs. You can freeze eggs, whole eggs, not in the shell, the yolks and the whites separately, so all three. If you're going to freeze the yolks, you add two teaspoons of uh, salt. Really? Yeah, or a tablespoon of sugar, and then you use them respectively in savoury or sweet dishes. Um uh-huh. Egg and whites why? freeze on their own. It stops them coagulating because it uh-huh. goes gelatinous once you tend to thaw them. But they're great for, say, crumbing food or adding to a sauce. I wouldn't make a cake with it. No. But don't throw them out. Never. You need to brush pastry before you put your yeah. sesame seeds on. Use one of those. You've got one in the freezer, pop it out. It's great. Look at you.
0: Do you have like a is – it, is it in alphabetical order in your, no, your freezer? No, it's just all in there. <laughs> what about cooked eggs?
1: Uh, no. They don't know. They go very rubbery. I'm bored. No, that's a no-no. That's a throw-out. Yeah,
0: dried beans or barley
1: can they go in the fridge? They can. I keep them in the fridge, but you can put them in the freezer. But what I tend to do, like if you're making soup, and rather than say get one cup and soak it one hour or overnight, I do the whole bag. Yep. Take out what I need for that soup. I pre-soak these, drain them, put them in the freezer. I want to make a soup in a fortnight. I'll just go. I don't have to waste time now. It's just, just clever, ready to go. isn't it,
0: Dennis? It's just clever. It's yes. a, no a brainer, clever isn't it? way around your kitchen, <laughs> you know. Ginger, can you freeze it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, frozen,
1: really? and then you can grate it from whole. Grate it whole. Don't don't chop it up. Right. So fresh ginger, a knob of fresh ginger straight oh. in the freezer, then just grate a bit off, and you it do it as in. you need it. Yep. Oh, I love it. Yep. Nuts, perfect in the freezer. Yeah, really, that's a, that's a real. That's a really a winner. Yeah, all kinds of nuts in the freezer. Sour
0: cream and yoghurt.
1: No, no, they tend to break down as well. Again, they separate and split, and not good. Not good. No, chicken with stuffing. Um, If you keep them separate, so the chicken, if you're going to have one, have a chicken, make your stuffing, and keep them separately. Don't put it inside the chicken because one thaws out. All the juices are going from the chicken into Uh, the stuffing, and it's not a good or the turkey. So keep them separate. But Bob, you know your way around, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Custard? Um, No, that also breaks down. Wine? Custard? Uh, wine, yeah, freeze perfectly <laughs> if you've got left over, I mean, who has I that?
0: Can... Last one, and it's a random because... one, jelly snakes.
1: Yes. They really? freeze brilliantly. Absolutely. And when they thaw. It's like a jelly snake. <laughs> why would you ever freeze a jelly snake? Because they though? go really hard. I can tell you why, Amy. Oh. I used to have a jar. On my desk at work. And what happens is after two weeks, if you haven't eaten them, even though it's airtight, they start breaking off into pieces. They kind of, one snake ends up in three pieces. It's bizarre. It's like the head falls off. Seriously, they're like like an autopsy in there, isn't it? It is. It is. And they go very firm. They go really hard. I'm not going to lie to you, Barb.
0: Brilliant. I've, I've never had a jelly snake or any lolly for that matter around long enough to break down. I'm proud of that fact. Um, I'm happy to stand by that. Barb, you've done it again. Freezer Queen from way back. You Thanks, know baby. your stuff. Thank you for joining me today. That's a pleasure. Another wonderful episode. If you'd like to rate, subscribe or follow us, you can find us where all good podcasts are found. And next episode, don't forget we are talking about all things Coles and Woolies hot chooks. Who doesn't love a Woolies or Coles hot chook? It's like a food group in our family. (laughs) We're going to break them down. What is your tips to get them cheaper or even free? And how you can cook with them, get some really easy meals.
1: Thanks, Barb. Thanks, Amy.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,